Avatar creators leave that Netflix live action series. We got EA Play, cross-platform subscription, the new name, and Epic Games throws a giant Karen fit. This is DBN News for 8-14-2020. First is from GameSpot and written by Matt Elfreen. Avatar creators exit Netflix live action series. In 2018, Netflix announced that it would be producing a live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series, which would feature Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Kona... I'm not going to attempt it. As showrunners, the duo who created the anime, animated series back in 2005. However, DiMartino has revealed they've both stepped away from the project in a recent blog post as production was not going as planned. Netflix said that it was committed to honoring our vision for this retelling and to supporting us on creating the series, DiMartino wrote, and we expressed how excited we were for the opportunity to be at the helm. Unfortunately, things did not go as we had hoped. He went on to explain that plans have to change due to unforeseen events as productions are challenging in general, but DiMartino continued writing that he knows when to cut his losses and move on. Netflix's live-action adaption of Avatar has the potential to be good, he continued. It might turn out to be a show many of you end up enjoying, but what I can be certain about is that whatever version ends up on screen, it will not be what Brian and I had envisioned or intended to make. DiMartino went on to write that he understands people will be disappointed as he too is frustrated. However, this will not be the end of him working on stories in the Avatar universe. And then we've got an update. Netflix has responded to the blog from Michael Dante DiMartino about leaving the live-action Avatar series. We have complete respect and admiration for Michael and Brian and the story that they created in the Avatar animated series. Netflix said in a statement via The Verge, although they have chosen to depart the live-action project, we are confident in the creative team and their adaption. I mean, it could just be that the original, you know, guys just didn't want to take their hands out of that cookie jar or, or there was no leeway or they didn't want to compromise. I mean, this could still be good. Listen, let's face it. It's going to be better than that crap M. Night Shyamalan gave us. So it's a step up, right? Second is from GameSpot and written by Alessandro Barbosa. Awesome name, by the way. EA Play is the new name for EA's cross-platform subscription service. Since starting with EA Access on Xbox One, the subscription service has adopted new names according to the platform you're playing on. With the service now heading to Steam, EA is consolidating everything under one new brand, EA Play. EA and Origin Access will now simply be EA Play, irrespective of whether you're subscribed on Xbox One, PS4, Steam, or through Origin directly. Similarly, Origins Access Premiere will now be known as EA Play Pro, with no additional word from EA about whether it will be available outside of Origin going forward. Despite the name change, the fundamentals of each service are the same. EA Play will give you access to a vault of games that is updated periodically, often with EA's own titles months own titles months after their initial release. You'll also have access to new games ahead of launch with the time-limited trial periods that allow you to retain any progress should you purchase the game at a discounted price. EA Play will still be $5 a month or $30 a year. EA Play Pro, however, will adopt the benefits of Origin Access Premiere, which allows subscribers to play new titles without any time limits from launch. It's easy to think of EA Play Pro as EA's own take on Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass for around the same price. EA Play Pro will be $15 a month or $100 a year. 
The question is, are they gonna get you discounts on those outrageous microtransactions? Third is from IGN, written by Joe Screbbles. Miles Morales will get a full arc in Spider-Man PS5 game. Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS5 will complete the coming-of-age arc for the fledgling hero that began in Marvel's Spider-Man on PS4. Marvel's Spider-Man introduced Miles Morales as an occasionally playable side character who's taken under Peter's wing. The core game ends with Morales being bitten by a new radioactive spider, while DLC packs featured him taking his first steps as a superhero. Speaking to EW, game director Brian Horton explained that the upcoming spin-off game is designed to finish the story that the first game started. This is a full arc from Miles Morales that started in Spider-Man on PS4. We really are completing this hero's coming of age in our game. It is a complete story. Insomniac has already hinted at a fully-fledged Spider-Man 2, and said we still have much of Peter Parker's story left to tell, but it feels as though Miles will be a trained superhero in his own right by the end of his starring role. Elsewhere in the interview, Insomniac reiterates that the Miles Morales game isn't a formal sequel to the first game, and that it's a shorter spinoff likened in scope to the Lost Legacy game in the Uncharted series. Horton adds that the decision to have the character star in a shorter game was a way of telling his story in an impactful way. When we started crafting it, we realized that with a little bit more of compact storytelling style, we could tell a very emotionally impactful story that would fit really well as an experience that would take Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales and do justice to this character. I think that a, a tighter, more compact story will do it good. Uh, I, I don't think it needs to be this super long game. That I mean, as long as they knock that story out of the park and give us some amazing gameplay, I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to work. You know, I think it's still going to be an amazing game. It's going to be an amazing story. It's going to be really awesome to get to play as Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Fourth is from IGN, written by Matt Kim. Assassin's Creed Valhalla director steps down after impropriety allegations. So the original story was posted on June 24th, and it was about Ashraf Ismail. Uh, creator, creative director at Ubisoft. He announced he was the creative director of Ubisoft. He was stepping down from the role uh, on Assassin's Creed Valhalla following allegations of engaging in extramarital affairs. Uh, the, the original statement goes on to kind of talk about what those were and what happened, blah, blah, blah. Well, we got an update today. Ashraf Ismail has now been fired from Ubisoft following an internal investigation reported by Bloomberg's Jason Schreier. He's on Bloomberg now? Awesome. Ismail had initially remained an Ubisoft employee after leaving the Assassin's Creed Valhalla team, but staff were informed this week that he had been fired. An Ubisoft spokesperson said as a result of investigations, Ashraf Ismail, man, I'm messing that name up, but has been dismissed from Ubisoft and is no longer an employee. This is probably, I, I mean, I hope it's not that big of a hit to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but uh, man, Ubisoft is getting hit hard and last is from ign and written by jonathan dornbush apple and google remove fortnite from app stores now this all went down yesterday we've got some updates but we're going to jump into it it's a long one but a goodie apple has confirmed that it has removed fortnite from the ios app store following epic games alteration of the price of fortnite v bucks and a new direct payment system in response to apple and google's exorbitant app store fees Epic has responded by filing a complaint for injunctive relief against Apple. In a statement to The Verge, Apple confirmed that as a result of Epic's update to the game, the Fortnite app has been removed from the store. Today, Epic Games took the unfortunate step of violating the App Store guidelines that are applied equally to every developer and designed to keep the store safe for our users. 
Apple's larger statement reads, as a result, their Fortnite app has been removed from the store. Epic enabled a feature in its app, which was not reviewed or approved by Apple, and they did so with the express intent of violating the App Store guidelines regarding in-app payments that aptly to every developer who, or that apply to every developer who sells digital goods or services. Apple goes on to cite Epic's agreement to the App Store rules in the first place, which allowed Fortnite to exist previously on the App Store, noting that the fact that their business interests now lead them to push for a special arrangement does not change the fact that these guidelines create a level playing field for all developers and make the store safe for all users. The company explains that it will make every effort to work with Epic to resolve these violations so they can return Fortnite to the App Store, but it remains unclear how long this ban from the store may last at this time. Epic has responded to this move by filing a legal complaint in California, stating that Apple has become what it once rallied against, that uh, against the behemoth seeking to control markets, block competition, and stifle innovation. So now we have an update. Google has now decided to remove Fortnite and the Google Fortnite from the Google Play Store for Android devices as well. In a statement to The Verge, Google explained that while Fortnite remains available on Android, we can no longer make it available on Play because it violates our policies. However, we welcome the opportunity to continue our discussions with Epic and bring Fortnite back to Google Play. And then we've got another update. Epic has subsequently filed a suit against Google as well, citing that Google has eliminated competition in the distribution of Android apps using myriad contractual and technical barriers. According to Epic's or Epic Google's Action Force app developers and consumers into Google's own monopolized app store. The Google Play Store, Google has thus installed itself as an unavoidable middleman for app developers who wish to reach Android users and vice versa. Google uses this monopoly power to impose a tax that siphons monopoly profits for itself every time an app. Every t or every time in app, I don't know, they messed it up. Epic is not seeking compensation, but rather injunctive relief that would deliver an open, competitive Android eco ecosystem for all users and industry participants. Boo-hoo-hoo, a multi-million dollar corporation isn't getting their way after breaking the rules of two stores. We should feel so bad. Their 1984-style uh, a, a redo of, of the original commercial was so... Like, Epic right now is pulling the most Karen move of all Karens. Like, I fucking love it. They are the most whiniest baby fucking developer that you can find right now because they broke, they broke TOS. They broke the rules of both these app stores, got kicked off, and they want to play like they're the victim. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, Epic Games. I mean, uh, sorry. Thank you, Karen. And that is the news for today. You want to help us, support us, send us a message? Head on over to anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can do all of that. Next up, find us on all social media at dadsbeardsnerds. And last, if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you.